What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks right here on the Mayo Media Network. I'm your host, Chris Meany, riding solo here with you today. Thanks for taking the time to hang out. Smash that like button, as Mayo loves to say. If you have a question, a comment, please leave it there. Coming at you pretty late here on a Tuesday evening, so unsure if what lineup changes the Montreal Canadiens will have. There could be a couple as we prepare for Game 2 between the Golden Knights and the Habs. And, of course, Vegas heavy home favorites after the big 4-1 win on Monday. We'll get to that game in just a little bit. So, as I mentioned, coming at you pretty late. So, nothing really over at prizepicks.com. I'm looking to attack shot props, especially in this series. I don't think we'll see a lot of offense. We were on Vegas, puck line, and the under. I'm leaning under again here tonight with this game. So, I'll circle back and I will give a couple more prize picks as prize picks gives some shot props for us. So right now I'm seeing some fantasy scores. I kind of lean the over on anything Shea Theodore and Alex Petrangelo. Marcia so would be the guy for me for Vegas. Tyler Toffoli is interesting. The under on Brendan Gallagher. But I really think let's wait this out and let's see what prize picks has to offer. And we'll just attack a couple shot props. But you'll get a feel of which players I like here in this video. And you can check out prizepicks.com. There's a link inside the description of this video. A 100% first deposit match of up to $100. Using the promo code to check out the link inside the description of this video. And of course, you guys know this. You can mix and match across all the sports that you love over at prizepicks.com. I'll come at you late because I stayed up and I watched that Nets and Bucks game. Wow. Uh, KD, Kevin Durant, getting it done. That was very, very impressive stuff from him. Uh, Harden couldn't move out there. I think he was one for 10 from the floor. Uh, he's just like out there. Uh, good on him, though, because uh, they needed a body. And. Oh, that was a pretty impressive game. But if you're a Bucks fan, man, you got to be ticked. Out. You just got to be so bummed. It just seems to be disappointment all the time. Now, they're not done, but that was a game that they just gave away in the second half and especially in the fourth quarter. And the other game, playoff game here tonight, if you're watching on a Wednesday last night, was Tampa Bay. They evened up their series. So the sides have been pretty good. We went through a, a real rough patch, honestly, in the first round of the playoffs, like near the end of the first round. I was picking up, betting against the Leafs. I was part of it. And just like the shot props really weren't hitting in the second round. And they've just been okay here. I mean, we got Jan John Gabriel Paggio, uh in game two. And that was it for the shot props. I mean, I, I sprinkled something on point, didn't get point, uh, didn't get Kucherov. We did get uh, a headman assist. We did get the side in the total. We were on Tampa on the puck line over at ftmbets.com and the over. So those hit, and here in game one between the Habs and the Golden Knights on the Golden Knights puck line and the under, and that hit. So, and in game one, the Islanders puck line and the under. So it's been um, three solid days here in a row over at FTN and need to make up some cash because I know some people lost uh, in round two. So that's my bad, and hopefully we can continue to build something here in the last couple rounds of the playoffs and win you guys some cash. Um, so FTMBets.com for all the goods. But you have a question to circle. I'll circle back here before puck drops. So let's get into tonight. Habs and Gold Knights, game two. These, uh, This is what I'm seeing over at FTMBets.com. Uh, free parlay calculator, best possible odds, plus 225 for the Habs, minus 254 Vegas. The total is at five. Under is plus 115, minus 125 for the Habs on the puck line. 
So, I mean, it's tough. Like, even just looking at game two between the Islanders and the Lightning, it's either you take Tampa on the money line and parlay them with other sports that you like, or you you take the upset in the Islanders, or you get involved with the puck line with Tampa Bay. Like, really, it's just you, you, you can't just lay that kind of juice. And here tonight at Vegas minus 250, I mean – it's not a smart bet It's as a single bet unless you're a high roller and you're going to lay, like, a couple Gs down on Vegas to win tonight. I mean, good on you if, if that's if that's your jam, but I, I don't suggest it. I actually think we'll see a much better effort here from the Canadians this evening, but it's either I think, you know, the one piece of advice I have going forward if you're just a hockey better in single bets, it's you pick your spots here with the upsets. The honors going back home will still be plus money. The Canadians going back home will still be plus money. Maybe a desperate hockey team tonight. You want to take a shot on them. Even puck line, minus 20, 125, not to lose by two, I think is a pretty decent bet. Um, let's get into – let's just recap game one in case you missed it. So it was 4-1. Shea Theodore was the big guy there. Had the goal and assist. The, ba- the big fake slap shot was beautiful. He sent that over to Alec Martinez, who scored. He had three shots on goal. So he was – he was the key. He was the star to the game. Flurry made 28 saves, 12 in the first. The Canadians came out strong. He was holding down the fort. Cole, Cole Caulfield had his first Stanley Cup goal, power play goal. He was phenomenal in game one. More on him in a little bit. To fully extended his point streak to seven games. Corey Perry picked up his seventh point in the playoffs, his third on the power play. We mentioned him as a showdown play. He was all over the the article over at FTMBets.com as well. So it's hard to ask you guys to sub and you know hang out, but with the season ending, but we do have uh, betting packages for all the sports too. And you know, guys are hitting NBA. We had a pretty good baseball day myself over the uh, over the past couple of days. So um, all of this stuff, I'll try to just relay here of, of where I'm going to go. But things may change. That's why I'll circle back here before puck drop on this video. So um, yeah. Game one kind of went how I thought it would. I thought that uh, Vegas would win by a couple goals. I thought that Montreal would have to make some adjustments, and there's a couple adjustments that I'd like to see them make, and I don't know if that'll happen. But the one thing I was surprised to see is the Canadians came out very strong. And, you know, at the same time, they had won seven straight games. They hadn't trailed in those seven games. They had come out strong in all of those seven games. They got the first goal. They jumped on the lead, got a couple goals. And most like most teams, they they look themselves. They play comfortable with the style that they, when they have the lead, they play good hockey. Uh, Vegas is very similar in terms of when they get a lead, they don't give up a whole lot, and that was on full display in Game One. A stingy hockey team, um, but for the way that the Canadians started, I thought was phenomenal. Uh, five on five, the shots were eleven to five. The high danger chances were seven to one. The scoring chances were eleven to four. The Corsi for four percentage, 53% for them. The expected goal percentage was 85%. Crazy. That's high. That's super, super high. They really had Vegas on their heels. I was sitting up thinking, oh, my goodness, this is a perfect start here for Montreal. They're traveling to the States for the first time, a building that's jam-packed. I'm sure that had a lot to do with it. They were amped up, too. I mean, what a display at T-Mobile Arena uh, with the, the glow lights, the sticks. I mean, man, I wanted to be there. And uh, it is just an amazing atmosphere I've been, and it is uh, it's phenomenal. I haven't been to a playoff game there, but it's on the list. And it was bumping, and the Canadians came out very strong. Fleury turned the puck over early, and they almost had a chance right off the hop. And they put a bunch of pucks towards him, and he kicked out a bunch of rebounds. They just couldn't find him. And I was sitting to myself thinking that Vegas is on their heels a little bit. 
And then it was an Eric Gustafson taking too long to get the puck out, a turnover that led to some pressure. They iced the puck, face-off loss back in the net. So that was the first goal, and things kind of started to change from then. Vegas the rest of the way, 9-1. to one. The high danger chances at 5-5, five and five, the shot's 19-8. to eight. Uh, overall, the high danger chances 10 to 9 in favor of Vegas, 19 to 14. The scoring chances in favor of Vegas, the Corsi 4 percentage in favor of Vegas, 57%. But the expected goal percentage in favor of the Habs, just over 50%, like 50.5. So they barely held it. But that was in large of the, the first period that they had. They were just so strong in that first period. So a big reason why, you know, the end result is because of really how how good they looked in the first. So a couple of the adjustments that I think that, um, you know, they have to make, they got to move the puck quicker. Like Vegas is so, they're barely, they're really good on the four check. They're strong. They get after you. They throw their body around. Uh, they're great back checkers. I mean, William Carlson and Marcia. So, and talk, I don't know how many times I saw them and, and stone all the time. Like one of the best defensive player in the league. Patrick, not bad at back checking either. Just pickpocketing. Right. And the Canadians are a fast team. They move the puck with pace. Um, some of their defensemen take some time, Right take the hit, absorb it, and then move the puck. And I thought the Canadians did a really good job at, at moments of of breaking out of their zone, but they got to move it a little bit quicker, right? Uh, that Gustafson, that turnover led to that goal. Discipline, of course, too many penalties. You can't be putting Vegas on the power play like that. Cover the points a uh, couple times, right? I mean, the, the Theodore goal, the first one was a face-off loss. The Alc Martinez, it was a great play by Theodore. Sherrod just came out of the penalty box, but he went right to the front of the net. you got to remember, you're playing the wing there. You're coming in and you're playing wing, so cover your point. He didn't. Martinez was wide open. Uh, the Holden goal, same thing. Got lost at the point. I think it was Byron. Byron and uh, Anderson got mixed up. Crot, you know, side door, empty net. E too easy. Um, and then the other goal, I thought, again, off the face-off, I thought it was a, a couple of different bounces and then just hit Yamark. So that was just a fluky uh, fluky goal, what it was. But cover the points, right? It was all defense, I thought. Uh, we'll get into the forwards in just a little bit, but three of the four goals from defensemen, 18 of their 30 shots. Vegas from defensemen, they had six points. So just a matter of trying to box out things that Montreal did well in the first two rounds, but Vegas did some bigger forwards, tougher forwards. It could be challenging for them. Uh, the biggest thing for me is Jeff Petrie. Is he going to be able to play? He's been practicing, you know, with the glove that's like this, like he's got the pinky and the index is just jammed. And I've been trying to imagine I would, like, how to how how to play like that? I mean, he can skate fine. He's got wheels. He's a big body. He's six two two something. Uh, that's not going to be an issue. Poke checking may not be an issue, but uh, so what he brings to the table is the power play, those floaters from the point, and he was so strong in that second round against Winnipeg. So they they need him. They need his presence. I think he'll play. I think he'll play. Um, I think we'll see him for sure in this series. And if they're down two nothing, you know, game three is like, okay, you, you got to try to go and see what you can do. But I think we'll see him play. And that may mean Kulak out of the lineup. I thought Romanov had a decent game. You know, you look at the overall numbers, of course, before not, not solid, but he threw his body around. I thought that, you know, he, he checked Petrangelo there and gave the bench a bit of a boost. I think, you know, having him in the lineup helps, but I mean, who knows with the charm, it took him a while to get him in there. And, I think we'll see Thomas Tatar at 1.2 in this series. Obviously, he was a part of that Suzuki and Pacioretty trade, former Knight. Didn't play a whole lot with the Golden Knights, but uh, I think the Canadians will need some offense here. And Lekkanen, you know, a great second round, but let's maybe, you know, turn the page and get the guy who was second on your team in primary assists at 5-5. Five and five. So if he gets back in the lineup, he'll play with Deneau and Gallagher. And, you know, potentially we could see Jake Evans, but I know Dom Descharmes likes Jake Evans a little bit more. He's been playing him. So we could see some changes from the Canadians. All three of those guys are game-time decisions. Merrill as well. I don't really want to see Merrill. Uh, 
but I have a feeling, a, a hunch here, the coaching staff would play him over, you know, probably Kulak and probably Romanov, and just keep Gustafson in there for what he can bring on the power play. They had the power play goal that was from Cole Caulfield. So uh, I don't think I have too much more to add from the Canadian standpoint, the perspective that I thought, you know, maybe they can come away with something there in the first period that they showed that they could play with them. Um, but yeah, they got to move the puck a little bit quicker, cover the points. If it's Vegas is going to be tough. It's going to be hard for the Canadians to really generate anything offensively in this series. Uh, Vegas is just so strong defensively, and then Flurry's a rock in net. So it's it's going to be tough for, uh, I think, overs to hit in this series. We got five and a half in the first one. Now it's five, but I wanted to talk about a little bit more. So there were a couple more positives here from the Habs. There were five players in the positive side of Corsi 4 percentage and at five and five it was Weber who led the way I thought he was phenomenal and the numbers you know stand it as you know they show it in the numbers uh, most of his ice time was actually against the the William Carlson Marcheseau line but he was great Edmondson two Caulfield three Suzuki four and Toffoli at 50 percent there Corsi four percentage so that Suzuki line was phenomenal and that was the line I, I mentioned to target if you're playing in the showdown if you're looking for shot props that's still the line I think I would attack that's uh, that's the one um I think maybe to be a little bit contrarian in showdown. Caulfield, nine shot attempts, six shots, team high, both. Suzuki, four shots on five attempts. Toffoli, four shots on six attempts. So the line, 20 attempts, 14 shots. Most of their ice time was against Theodore McNabb. Three minutes each uh, inside Vegas's top six. So they played a little bit. Three minutes of you know the Stevenson line and three minutes of the <laughs> Marcheseau line. There was just uh, something floating in front of that camera there. Um Okay, so that's it. I wanted to just give some love to the Deneau line. And what exactly what we talked about is to target that Marcheseau line with Carlson. Like, those are the two guys. I still believe it. And the two defensemen with Theodore and Petrangelo. And then Tuck in there as well. Just to hammer home the point that Philip Deneau is really good at what he does. And that is shutting down guys. Now, it's just one game. But we talked about it. Seven games. Leafs, Mitt, Marner, Matthews. One goal combined. No Shifley. Really at all in the series, but he did a good job against everybody else there in Winnipeg. They didn't really generate a whole lot offensively. And here, Deneau, five-plus minutes against the Stevenson line. He finished with a 56 Corsi 4 percentage at 5-5. Five and five. That's phenomenal when you're playing most of your hockey against Pacioretty, Stone, and Stevenson. Stone, one shot on one attempt. Stevenson, one shot on one attempt. We had the under at FTM bets on Stevenson. I would take the under 1.5 again. Max Pacioretty, four attempts, one shot. So that line, three shots on six attempts, five and five, are they going to be better? Sure, maybe they're going to bring it a little bit. But we got to give some credit to Deneau here. So actually his line generated a little bit more offensively than the Pacioretty line. Gallagher, five attempts, team high at five and five, three shots. Lekkanen, four shots on four attempts. Deneau, zero shots on one attempt. So the Pacioretty line, three shots on six attempts, five and five. The Deneau line, seven shots on ten attempts. So they did a pretty good job uh, up against them. For Vegas, you know, Petrangelo led the way. He had a team-high 13 attempts, 7 shots. He played a team-high 25 minutes, 25 seconds. He's got 16 shots in his last three games. We've been hammering the over 2.5 since, I don't know, I think game 2 maybe of the, the Stanley Cup playoffs against the Wild. I think we can continue to do that. 75 attempts, 42 shots. That's both number two in the entire playoffs. He's going to be number one here after this evening. And then five on five numbers. Tuck had the four attempts, one shot. He hit the bar. I mean, he just comes in with so much speed. He's very, very impressive. Very, very impressive. 
no knock on Josh Anderson, but Habs fans would like Josh Anderson to try to match Tuck. I don't think it's possible. Uh, but the speed that he plays with, the physicality that he plays with, uh, he comes into the neutral zone with a lot of speed. He winds it up, and he just goes. And that's why I like taking his shot, shot prop. I know he just had the one shot there, but the four attempts is that he comes in with so much speed. And it reminds me of Nathan McKinnon and Braden Point. They just come in with so much speed that usually one of their shots in a game is just off the rush. So they're usually good guys to to take. Marcheseau had the four attempts. He got robbed. I had him to score a goal. Price robbed him. I'll probably maybe visit him anytime goal scorer to get a point. I like that second line. Not so much Riley Smith. He didn't do anything. But Carlson had the two attempts, one shot. We had plus 175 for a William Carlson assist. I'll probably go back to that as well. Um, showdown thoughts. Just guys that I've already talked about, really. Petrangelo and Theodore. I think you know a lot of people don't really want to roster defensemen as captains. I know it doesn't make a lot of sense, but this is just different beasts. And it seems like a lot of their offense in this series is going to come from the point. They do a really good job of generating offense from the point. I mentioned the 18 to 30 shots from the blue line, six points. Both of those guys were electric. Petrangelo was very impressive. He was all over the ice. He was physical. He's taking a couple cheap shots. He was dishing out a couple cheap shots. He was really engaged. And I think that's where a lot of their offense is going to come from. The Canadians do a decent job of just keeping things to the outside. Now they're going to have to box out those big forwards and try to let Carey Price see some pucks. There's a first time in the entire playoffs, you know, if you ask Price, he'd never say this, but if you ask him just on the side, you know, how many pucks did you see out of those X amount of attempts? He'd say maybe half of them, right? And they got him moving side to side. That's what you got to do. It's, it's, Price is hard to beat one-on-one, right? Theodore, side to side, holding the side to side. Stone was all alone on the slot. He passed it off and went in the corner. That's how they're going to try to beat Price get big body screens, shots from the point, and, and move pucks around. And so if that's going to be the case, look for some of those guys for assists. Maybe a stone plus money. It'd probably be around even money for an assist. Patriotti would be plus money. Carlson would be plus money. Um, Marcheseau plus money. And Theodore Petrangelo get involved with them for assists as well. Um, if you want to be contrarian, these, these are the captain ways I would go. Petrangelo, Theodore, Marcheseau, Price if you want to be contrarian. You really want to play multiple lineups. Caulfield and Toffoli are involved there. The Suzuki line only, that's it. I wouldn't mess around with the, the Byron Marcheseau or the Byron Anderson line. Uh, with Kakanemi, I wouldn't go there. And, you know, Perry is in play. I mentioned the seven points he has. Power play, he's cheap. Gustafson's cheap. Lekkonen, if he's in the lineup, is cheap. It's just the cheapest hab player that I would play that you can just plug in if you wanted an entire Vegas lineup. You just plug in him or Gustafson. Lekkonen is going to get that time. He's probably going to get like 16, 15, 16 minutes because of the role that he's going to play. But if Jake Evans gets in there, same sort of deal. Evans, I would put him in over Lekkonen. But I think Gustafson offers a little bit more offensive upside just because of the power play time. Yanmark is the cheapest one I would go for Vegas. Um, that's it from from everything there for the showdown standpoint, like that's kind of my player pool. That's my core. Uh, a lot of Vegas in there. Mix it with a Perry Lekkonen. Uh, if you can afford a uh, Caulfield or Toffoli in there or just go ultra contrarian, have Price as your captain. You know, maybe he makes 40 saves and then, you know, the Habs win a tight one, two, one or something. You have a Caulfield, Toffoli, Suzuki, something like that um, in there as well. Um, from a betting standpoint, I, uh, I'm, I'm leaning Habs here, puck line, Habs puck line and the under. I think the under is the play five. Under five is is probably what I'll lean most most times here in this series. Under five, you get nervous with, man, we almost didn't get it because of the empty net, right? If the Habs are down 4-1 and they pull their goalie with five minutes left, these are the kind of things that could potentially happen. You could be on the wrong side of either way. Uh, so I will lean Habs and Habs puck line. 
plus 1.5, minus 125, uh, not to lose by two goals here, and the under five. I think we'll see a stronger effort from the Habs. I think we'll see some adjustments from them, and I think they can build off that first period, prove to themselves that they can play with them. Uh, and like I said, maybe we'll see some changes in the lineup, which will help. From a shot prop standpoint, Petrangelo over two and a half, Theodore over two and a half, Caulfield over two and a half. That's really it for me, just those three. If you want more, Tuck, Tuck Marcheseau, like that's it. A Toffoli, right? But, I mean, we try to limit it here. We want to, you know, profit. The more bets you make, the more you – have a chance of just going even or, or getting under, you know, under 500 here. So Petrangelo, Theodore, Caulfield. Uh, Foley would rank fourth for me. Marcheseau fifth. Tuck sixth. Uh, okay, so that's that's it. Uh, assist props, have some fun with those two. I think um, William Carlson is a good one. Petrangelo, Theodore, those guys are good ones. And Marcheseau will be like plus 225 for an assist. Or something like that. That's it. That's all I uh, have to offer. 20 minutes. Thanks, Matty Best, for staying up with me and putting this out there. If you have any questions, don't be afraid to hit me up at Chris Meany. And I'll circle back here before a puck drop. I'll check out a couple prizepicks.com, see what, see what they have to offer as well. As you can see, I got to get out here and get some sleep. Mm-hmm.